Good morning. It's good to see you. Welcome. Glad you're here. Especially if this happens to be your first time with us, we're really glad that you chose to be here today. And we think, I think you've chosen a really good time of the year to be here because it is this time of expectation of leading up to Christmas. And uh, we have been spending what well, we started last week talking about being home for Christmas, which evokes a lot of imagery and and uh, thoughts in a lot of our minds about about Christmas. And so we're kind of making a journey towards towards Christmas Day. Um, one thing I want to say before we jump into today's message is that if you missed last week's message. I know that it really resonated with a lot of people. And we talked about God being with us in the valley and how he is present with us in the valley of life where we may have been on the mountaintop, but then we find ourselves down in the valley. And, and so I would encourage you, if you didn't hear last week's message, to go and, and uh, you can find it on our, our podcast or, or our boxcast or on Facebook or our website. And you can listen to the message from last week. Or you may have heard it last week and you said, I know someone that needs to hear this. We always make sure that our messages are shareable because we want this message to be made known. Not the message necessarily that I spoke, but this is the message we want to be made known. This is why we exist as a church, and it is because there is a God who loves you, and he desires to be in relationship with you through Jesus Christ. This is why we do everything that we do, um, from the moment you pulled onto the campus to people greeting you and saying hello and coming in and our amazing worship team and, and our tech people and the folks in the lobby and all that. We want to help people understand that there is a God and he loves you and he chose this through Jesus Christ. And so I hope that you hear that and understand that. And uh, if you're not yet a follower of Christ, my, my prayer, my hope for you is that, that as we walk together, as we journey even on our way to be home for Christmas, that you will see this and understand this and, and grab a hold of this. So um, as we jump into this message, Home for Christmas, I'm going to be looking at a very familiar passage together this morning in Psalm 23. Psalm 23, so if you have your Bible, you want to turn there, or if you want to go ahead and pull that up, you may do so. It's a very pretty well-known uh, passage. It's almost one of those that, that, that people that maybe have never done anything with church, never even thought really anything about God, but Psalm 23 is one of those verses, you know, you see it in movies, and it's been written about and talked about, and, and it's there. So we're going to walk through that together. And um, as we do that, I want us to say, so last week we found ourselves in the valley. And when I think about the valley, I really think it's more of like a, it's like a place of, it's, it's a little bit more momentary. It might not feel like that in the, in, in the moment. But it's like, you know, you're going along, you're cruising through life, and then an event happens, an occurrence happens, something happens, and then you suddenly find yourself in the valley. And it's not fun in the valley, and it, and it might be a couple of days or a couple of weeks to you, or it might just be a moment, but the valley is not a good place. But what we learned and talked about last week is that, that Jesus walks with us through the valley, that we are not alone in that valley. Well, today, I want us to talk about another place we may find ourselves going through on the way to get home for Christmas and that is in the wilderness in the wilderness now the difference I would say between the wilderness and the valley is like I said the valley is more momentary it's a it's a it's a it's an occurrence an event happened and there you find yourself but the wilderness when I think about a wilderness I think about a vast place I think about a large place I think of it being kind of lonely and, and desolate and, and without you know, any kind of direction, not knowing which way to go. And so I want us to talk today about 
about making our way home for Christmas through the wilderness. Now, some of you right now might consider yourselves being in the wilderness. You might think to yourself, okay, you know what? I, I think you just put a name to something I've been feeling. I think you just put a name, Shannon, to something I, I feel like I've been experiencing and I really didn't know how to, how to name it or, or say anything. But, you know, you might be right now stuck in a job and you're wondering, should I stay in this job? Is this the direction? Is this the trajectory that I'm supposed to be in? Is this what you want for me, God? But, but here I am, and, and, and I'm paying the bills, so what do I do? You know, is, is, am I, you're in this wilderness of uncertainty about your job. Or, or, you know, there's some people going, you know, should I go back to school? You know, should I get a different degree? Should I get, should I get a master's? Should I get a doctorate? Um, you know, should you do this? I, I, when I finished my Master of Divinity, I said to my husband, Drew, I said, if the words doctorate come off of my tongue, you're allowed to pick up the nearest piece of furniture and throw it at me. So, because it was just like, oh. But, you know, you find yourself, are you in this, in this wilderness of, do I, do I change my education? Do I further my education? Do I do this? And you just don't know which way to go you know you're you're in your relationship that that you're going you know what is this exactly is this what I thought it was gonna is this the best thing is this the way it's gonna go should I be here is in a wilderness in relationships and you know I, I think about this that that we find ourselves often so often in a wilderness we feel alone we can feel very confused we can I know from my experience that in the wilderness I feel very spiritually dry it doesn't mean I doubt God. It doesn't mean I'm wondering if he's there. I know he's there, but I just feel really dry and just as if there's, there's just nothing happening. This time last year, I was without a doubt in the wilderness. Um, October, November, and December of 2018 were, were without a doubt a wilderness time for me. Now, I think it really started before that, but, but those three months were... It was excruciating. It, it really was. Like, it was, it was hard. And, and, and maybe you guys, maybe some of you get what I'm about to say. It's like you knew something was going to be different, like you just felt it, like you knew something was about to change, but you didn't know how, you didn't know when, you weren't even really sure why. Like, you know, there were so many variables that were unknown, but you just felt that there was something, a change was coming. And so I didn't know, like, if that was just personally. Is this just a personal thing? Is this just about our family? Like, what is this? Is, is what is about to change? Or because of my role as a pastor, was I in this feeling of, was this more of a corporate thing going on? And so October and November and December of 2018 were so hard. Maybe some of you have experienced something like this before. And, and honestly, I wasn't sure how much longer I could continue in that. I really didn't know. I wasn't sure. Now, I, I know I've shared with some of you before, you know, that I, I have anxiety and, and depression and, and most, mostly anxiety. But I will tell you, in those three months of being in the wilderness, my anxiety skyrocketed. And, and then, if you want to talk about fun, so you have your anxiety skyrocketed, and then my depression plummeted. Boy, that's a fun ride to be on. Not really. Um, and so I found that I was just in this place of just, just uncertainty, right? And, and again, I didn't question God. This was not a question of God, are you real? Or God, do you hear me? But I'll tell you what I did is I did cry out to God. 
I had conversation after conversation with him. I listened. I sat. I, I was actually desperate for his word. So I'm in the wilderness. So maybe you can relate to this. I was desperate. I wanted, I had a hunger for his word like I had not had in a while. So, so the, here I am in the wilderness, and it's, it's not good. It's, it's not fun. It, it's, it's hard. You get this. I know so many of you understand this. And, and I just needed to, to know something, you know. So I'm, I'm praying to him. I'm reading his word. I did some other things too. I went and saw a therapist. I went and saw someone outside of the church world and someone that didn't know me, that didn't know, and, and just said, hey, I need to talk through these things. You know, I was in this wilderness. I didn't know. I changed my medication um, to, to say, okay, is this, is this a chemical thing that will help, not to solve the problem and get me out of the wilderness, but to help me in the wilderness. I had very good, good, loving friends that listened to me and prayed for me. I could send a text and say, today's hard. I have some friends that they get sometimes like, you know, 6 a.m. Sunday morning texts that say, I need you to pray for me today. I need your prayers today. So all this time I'm in the wilderness, but I just still felt, even though I'm praying, I'm calling out to God, I'm seeking his word, I've got people around me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, trying to take care of things, and, and yet I still felt like I was wandering in the wilderness with, with no clear path, no, no light, no understanding of what was going on. Are you with me? You been there? And in the third month of my wilderness experience, I went to what I would call my, my happy place. Does anyone have places, you know, things you do, places you go for like your, you know, anyone, anyone uh, ascribe to beach therapy? Anyone, anyone believe heavily in beach therapy? You know, you go to the beach, yeah. Yeah. So fishing therapy, anybody? Okay, no, okay, yeah, good job, Stuart. Fish away, young man. Just share, just make, if you do, if you're into fishing therapy, just share, okay, that's the thing about that. You know, uh, cabin therapy, you know, lake therapy, anybody? We got some lake therapy, okay, good, good. Shopping therapy, anybody? <laughs> Someone offered this at the 930 service. Golf therapy, that's an expensive therapy, but hey, if that's your thing, you know. But so, so I went to my place, my, my place that I feel like I can unplug and disconnect, and it's my happy place, my unwind place, my forget everything else place, my how dare you text me place, you know, like, and it's back to my home state, to Oklahoma, where my family is. So last December, I went back, and I was there, and it's, it's just always such a great, a great time, and for the very first time since I've moved away from there, um, I got there, and I just could not relax. This is kind of sometimes when you know you're in the wilderness, when you kind of do the things that normally help you to unwind or to relax or to refocus, but in that moment, I couldn't. I couldn't relax. I couldn't, I couldn't focus on anything. I couldn't sleep. Listen, if you ever find yourselves traveling through Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and you need a place to spend the night, my sister, Bridget Cook, has a great couch in their playroom, and I love it, and I claim it every year. It's the best place to sleep. Let everyone else, Drew, Mal, y'all have beds. I want my sister's couch. It's a great place. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. 
And, and I couldn't relax. I couldn't really enjoy. I mean, I was there. I was present. But I couldn't really enjoy. And you know what I did? I left early from my happy place. And here I am in this wilderness. And, and I, I mean, I changed my plane ticket. I like said, you know what? I'm going to come back to Georgia. Early. There was nothing pressing for me to do. I had vacation days set up. I mean, there was nothing here like I got to hurry and get back. But I just was in the wilderness was in the wilderness and that's what the wilderness does because what the wilderness does is it makes everything seem lifeless it makes the things that used to bring joy not really bring that much joy it dims it you know it dims that light it it can also you know maybe even bring a sense of hopelessness when you're in the wilderness we can feel these things no joy no rest and I was exhausted. Anyone else exhausted? I mean, anyone just utter these words several times a day? Oh, I'm so tired. Right? We say this, don't we? I'm just so tired. Whew, I'm tired. And, um... You know, I, I thought about that. That's how I felt. I felt that way, and, and, and I just felt overwhelmed. And, and here's what I think about in the wilderness, folks, and I want, as we look at Psalm 23, I love a good nap. I'm going to take one later today. But sometimes it's not the physical rest that we really need. And sometimes it's not the happy place that we need to go to. It's not the unwind place we need to get to. Sometimes what we need... I don't even want to say sometimes. Most of the time, the majority of the time, what we need, folks, is restoration to our soul. We need restoration to our soul. In the wilderness, when, when things are bleak and, and desolate and dry and there's unknown, there's question marks everywhere, the one thing that we find that, that David writes in Psalm 23 is the one thing he had and the one thing he knew he truly needed and that was restoration to his soul. And he knows this. I mean, David understands spiritual depletion. He understands this need. And so I want to begin in verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read in the English Standard Version. It's a very similar probably to how a lot of us learned, have learned this passage or heard it read before. And it begins by saying this, The Lord is my shepherd. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. But David says, I shall not want. See, the wilderness isn't always about suddenly you don't have anything. The wilderness is going, I just don't understand what's going on. I don't know which way is, where's north, where's south, I don't know. But in the, in the wilderness, David is saying, you are my shepherd, Lord, and I ha there's nothing I am lacking. That's important to remember in the wilderness. And then he says, you make me lie down in green pastures. Sometimes the shepherd needs to help us out a little bit. That's the rest sometimes. Anyone ever been forced to rest? Oh. He leads us besides still waters you hear the words of peacefulness you hear this it's all it's very calming what what david is declaring here what he is writing this is a psalm which means it's a song this is a praise that david is writing to god and then it says this in verse three he restores my soul 
In the wilderness, God, you restore my soul. If you find yourself, if you feel like, hey, oh my goodness, I am in the wilderness. This is what it's called. This is where I've been. Call out today and say, God, would you please restore my soul? Make this declaration. Pray Psalm 23. Restore my soul. And then he says, he leads me in paths of righteousness. Don't know which way to go? <laughs> Trust that in following God, that the steps you take are in, are, are in step with him, that they're in obedience to him, that, they are, that you're not just, you know, the worst thing we could do in the wilderness, folks, is run away from God. Running away from God in the wilderness is not going to bring you out of the wilderness. It's going to take you further in. So David, in the wilderness, says, you lead me on your path of righteousness. I don't know which way is which, but I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust you. You tell me to take one step, I'll take one step. You tell me to take ten, I'm going to take ten. But I'm not going to run off and do my own thing. Yes, I'm in the wilderness. Yes, I don't understand. Yes, I'd really like to be out of this place. But you are my shepherd. And I am not lacking anything. And you can restore my soul. I need you to hear this today, folks. There are so many things in our lives that we think can restore our soul. People, circumstances, situations. There is only one that can restore your soul. And that is our God. Only one can restore your soul. Can people bring joy? Yes. Can they bring happiness? Yes. Can some a circumstance come along because of a connection with a person or a situation? Yes. But only God can restore the very thing he created and put inside of you, your soul. And this is what David is saying. God, you restore my soul. We need to rest in the presence of God and let God restore our soul. Are you in the wilderness? Rest in the presence of God. Quit griping about being in the wilderness and rest in the wilderness and let him restore your soul. In verse, the first part of verse 4, he says this, where we were last week, David says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me. We talked about that last week, that, that, that we do not walk alone through the valleys of life, that our God walks with us. He walks with us through those valleys. He helps us get through them. And David declares this once again. And then the last part of verse 4, he says, and this is where we go back to the shepherd imagery. He says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I don't know about you, but when I picture someone standing there with a giant stick, I don't usually think comfort. I think I better be careful. <laughs> I don't want to be in their way. Don't want to make them mad. But see, David is talking about the shepherd who would lead their flock, lead their sheep. And that rod, that staff was used to direct the sheep. He would, he would have a staff that was longer than his arm, obviously, so he could direct the sheep. He could move the sheep. Maybe every now and then you might need a little tap on the backside with that rod. But the shepherd was using it to, to move the sheep and to help them along. You know the other thing that a shepherd does with a rod and their staff? 
is they use that rod and staff as a weapon against predators. See, the shepherd protects the sheep. You might be in a wilderness right now and you feel like you have like legitimate enemies. Like you feel like you have people coming against you. You have situations coming against you. What David is declaring in the wilderness is that his shepherd protects him and he is comforted by this. When I think about being a, a child and, 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 and I know this isn't always true for everybody but as children we were intended to be able to be in a situation where we felt protected and it's in those situations where we feel the greatest comfort that we're safe and this is what David is declaring about the Lord in the wilderness the Lord comforts us and listen David he's lived this this is not like theory to him this is, this is like when we read the Psalms we're reading David's journal we're, we're reading what is going on in his life. This is real. He knows all about stress. He knows all about, he knows the emotion. He knows the fear. He knows the valleys. He knows the wilderness. He knows the confusion. David, he, he, he didn't choose the wilderness he was in. Why was David in the wilderness? Why was David on the run? Because there was someone who wanted him dead. King Saul wanted David dead dead and so he's on the run for his life he gets the wilderness you know and you might be in a place today as a that you would call a wilderness and you didn't choose this wilderness it's not of your you know you didn't like make some decisions or do some things and now you found yourself in a wilderness actually someone else made some decisions and because of your connection to them you are now in the wilderness you know, I think about this with, with relationships and, you know, that are broken with maybe addiction or unfaithfulness or, or just irresponsibility. You know, maybe you're, you're stuck in a lease and you don't know what to do about it, you know. Your, your peace and joy are affected by it. This is not, you're like, what do I do? You know, maybe, maybe your business partner is not doing their part and, and you feel trapped in this. You know, maybe you thought at this point in your life things would be different than they are today. That you actually thought that, that by December 2019 things would be different. Maybe you thought you'd be earning more money than you are right now, but, but uh, you know, advancing just hasn't been that easy. Or you know, maybe, you, maybe you thought you'd be married by now. Maybe you thought you'd be remarried by now. Hopefully you're not currently married and hoping you're going to be remarried. That's a, you know, we don't... Maybe you thought you'd have kids by now. But for whatever reason, these things haven't happened. And so you feel as if you are in a wilderness. You feel like you're in this wilderness of, of, of inadequacy or, or loneliness or this wilderness of, of barrenness. And maybe you thought <laughs> this time of year that that family argument, you know, that has caused so much drama and so much strife and all these things, you had really thought that it'd be resolved right now, but everyone's in the wilderness. Maybe you thought that, that someone would have asked for forgiveness by now or that someone would have offered forgiveness by now, but it hasn't happened, and so here you are in the wilderness. Nothing's changed. And those relationships feel as if they're, they're cold and desolate. David gets this. David understands this. And he doesn't, you know what, here's what I love about what David does in Psalm 23. 
He doesn't air his grievances. He doesn't write a, a scroll of complaints to God and put it in, in the form of a song. He doesn't do that. Could he have? Yes. But what he does instead is he declares God's goodness. In the wilderness, with someone wanting to kill him, David declares God's goodness. He, he declares, he, he cries out, he calls out to the ways in which God has blessed him. He says this in verse 5 of Psalm 23. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That means that even though people are coming after me, God, you're still blessing me. And not only that, but my enemies see you blessing me. Na -na 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 -na. That goes in there. It's just not, it's in really small print if you were to read that in your Bible. You anoint my head with oil. That was such a, a beautiful imagery of, of bringing peace, of, of, bringing, of God's covering, of God's anointing on a person. You, God, anoint my... I'm in the wilderness. I don't know which way's which. I don't know how long I'm going to be in here. I don't know how I'm going to get out. I'm not sure, but God, you anoint my head with oil. Not only that, he says, but my cup overflows. How do you respond in the wilderness? How are, you, how are you living if you find yourself in the wilderness, if you've been there? How have you been in the wilderness? Have we been like David? Are we declaring these things? Are we calling these things out? I'm telling you, it's, this is a, a road map for us in the wilderness. Then he says in verse 6, Surely, not, not maybe, not possibly, not I really, 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 really hope so. David says, surely, goodness and mercy, God's goodness, God's mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because he's following after God. Even in the wilderness, even through the valley, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And then he makes this declaration, which seems really bold. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How are we responding in the wilderness? You know, this time last year, in the, mil in the middle of my wilderness of discontent, I knew only one thing was certain, one thing, and it's, and it's I knew that my God would not leave me or forsake me. I knew he might tell me that I was wrong. I knew he might tell me that, that I was mistaken. I knew there was a chance that he might say, Shannon, what are you doing? I knew that he might say, listen, I know this is where you've been hanging your hopes and dreams, but this isn't my plan. I knew those things, but this is what I, I, I knew that, but, but it, it didn't matter because I knew that my God would not leave me or forsake me. And so even if it meant my plans changing, in the wilderness, it might, we might have to come to terms, folks, that our plans might change. Because see, what happens in the wilderness is everything kind of gets stripped down, right? Everything. 
You know, I love how David talked about you prepare a table before me and my cup overflows and you lead me by these streams of water. And you know what I have to just really think about is that he made those words sound really pretty, but I'm just, I'm just going to guess, and I know that I've experienced it, that sometimes it wasn't really like streams of living water. It was just enough water. Sometimes in the wilderness, it's just enough water. Sometimes at that table before you, it's just exactly what you needed. So I knew this, that, that, that God would not leave me or forsake me. So I knew that he would go before me. I knew that he would lead me besides of just exactly what I needed of water. I knew that he would walk alongside of me, that he was not going to leave me. I knew that he was going to, that he had anointed me. I knew he was going to prepare a table. And I knew his goodness and mercy would follow me all the days of my life. I knew this. Hello, God? I'm just going to say that anytime I hear a phone ring. I knew this. I declared this. So in the middle of my wilderness, not because I am some like super spiritual person, but I just knew that I had to hang on to God. So I tried to declare this out loud, and you and I are worshiping him together today in the place that he led us out to. And so I say to those of you in the wilderness today, you find yourself in this place, I say to you with the same confidence that David wrote Psalm 23. I, I, to declare in the wilderness, declare God's mercy. Declare God's goodness and mercy to you. Declare it. Say it. Like, say it out loud. Like, repeat it. Sing it. Pray it. Declare God's goodness and mercy to you. Mumble it as you make your way into a, into a job that's draining you. Sing it out loud in the car before you go into that family member's house that seems to be a place of, of all the drama. You know, just as you go to sleep, as you wake up, declare God's goodness and mercy as David did while he was in the wilderness. Declare his goodness, declare his mercy, declare his grace, declare his love, declare his protection over you, his comfort over you, declare these things, declare his compassion over you, declare his forgiveness over you, declare these things in the wilderness. Will you suddenly be teleported out of the wilderness if you do these things? No, probably not. But I do believe that the wilderness will become a place that isn't actually as lonely as you thought it was. It isn't actually as scary as you thought it was. It's not as actually as dry as you thought it was. It actually becomes a place of rest. The wilderness actually becomes a place of praise. That the wilderness becomes a place of refreshing. Folks, the wilderness becomes a place where your soul is restored. And when you walk out of that wilderness, and you will, and you will, I don't know when, but you will, when you walk out of that wilderness, Walk out praising God. Walk out declaring to others what he has done. Because here's what's going to happen. Other people are going to see this and they're going to go, how in the world are you still walking? 
How in the world are you praising God because I've seen that wilderness you've been in? What is going on with you? And you get to say to them, I didn't do this. This isn't me. I didn't bring myself out of this wilderness. No, God, my shepherd, did this. And while there, I didn't need anything. I, I had everything. I realized that, that, that all the stuff I thought I needed, I didn't really need that. And I had everything because I had God. And, and he laid me down in, in lush meadows. He, he found quiet pools for me to drink from. When I was in the wilderness, he did this for me. And true to his word, he, he let me catch my breath. He, he sent me in the right direction. And even when I walked through the valley of death, he was still with me. I didn't do this. This is God. He's done this. He's walked at my side. He, he kept me safe and comforted me. And he is my shepherd. He served me a six-course dinner in front of people that want me to die. He has blessed me. He, he revived me. He, he lifted up my chin when my head was dropped. My, my cup brims over with blessing because of my God. And his beauty and his love chased after me in the wilderness. And, and, it, and he will do so every day of my life. And not only that, but I am at home in the presence of God. I am at home in the presence of God. And this is where I want to stay the rest of my life. <laughs> 